get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Taylor Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues insider for The Athletic. He joins us each and every Tuesday here on the show. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Good, good, guys. What's up? Uh, doing all right. So let's start out with your piece that you put up earlier today. And you've been working on this series over the last week or so for The Athletic, talking with Doug Armstrong about uh, what the last 15 years have been like for him here in St. Louis. If you had to pick one or two things that you learned from Doug Armstrong in your conversations, what would you say are the biggest things that have stood out for you? Yeah, just a couple things. I think some of the things are uh, probably thoughts we all had when they happened in real time. But to hear Doug Armstrong reflect on his 10-plus years as Blues GM and bring them up on his own. I think you go back to the Ryan Miller trade at the time. I was a big fan of that uh, trade, bringing Ryan Miller to St. Louis. You know, in this piece, Doug Armstrong says that he felt like they had decent goaltending, but they didn't have a star in goal. And they felt that bringing Ryan Miller uh, to St. Louis would be that guy. It didn't work out. And what I get from the Doug Armstrong interview is the lessons he learns. Look, he's been in this business for a long, long time. And he comes out in the article and says, I learned that you don't have to make a deal just to get your name and your team's name on PSN that day, the big trade like they did with Ryan Miller. And if you look years down the road, that had an impact on Doug Armstrong not making any moves at the trade deadline in 2018-19 when they went on to win the Cup. He said, I felt in part because of the Ryan Miller situation years earlier, you don't need to do that. You don't need to disrupt things. If you like your team, just roll with it. And so kind of the lessons learned throughout the years are what really hit me in the interview. Jared, the, the one quote that Doug Armstrong had to you in the piece that dropped earlier today was talking about the conversations he had with Alexander Steen, you know, when they traded away Stastny and Shattenkirk and Steen was questioning what the direction of the team was. And Doug basically told him, look, we know where our issues stand. It's down the middle and we're going to address them this offseason. Just stick with us. And what did he do? He got O'Reilly and Tyler Bozak, among others, and made a Stanley Cup championship. Question, yeah, exactly. Sorry, yep, yep. My question, Jr. though, is do, do you feel like he has that same tell with this team right now? Same, excuse me, same. Same like tell with this roster of where he knows the problems are at and how to fix them. Yeah, I think so. And let's go back to that Alexander Steen. Uh, they had a coffee together, Doug Armstrong and Alexander Steen, back in 2018. You know, that's something that stuck out in the interview, too, where, you know, Doug Armstrong volunteered that information. He said he went and had a coffee with Alex and, and, and Steen says, what's the direction? Where are we going? And Doug's telling Alexander Steen, a veteran at that point, you know, let's just get some help down the middle. And they go into that next offseason. And as you mentioned, they go get Ryan O'Reilly. Doug Armstrong points out that also if that Ryan O'Reilly trade is made eight hours earlier, they don't get Tyler Bozak. And Tyler Bozak was a big part of that Stanley Cup run. So they, they don't sign Tyler Bozak in free agency if that Ryan O'Reilly trade gets done earlier so that's something that comes i think to answer your question that doug armstrong does have a definite feel for the situation right now i just think it's different than when you go back 
and you look at that 2018-19 summer where he has the conversation with Steen, he realizes they're in more of a retool. Back then they had the team. you know. So in terms of a tell, what does he tell us in this interview that might have some impact on what he's going to do this offseason? I just think it's a little bit apples and oranges. They need to be competitive. They're in a bit of a retool here. I think he's got so many different options on the table, and he's just going to have to go with the best one, but a lot different than making a trade for Ryan O'Reilly back in 2018. JR, that's what I wanted to follow up on. we got about eight days now remaining until the NHL draft, and that's almost a soft deadline for some of the moves that the Blues could potentially make because that's when uh, you have to make a pick. If the Blues end up on the clock, whether it's at 10 or later in the draft when they've got picks number 25 and uh, 29 as well, uh, they're going to have to make those picks, and there's other teams that will view them as being lesser value once you've added player that is put beside that pick whether that's right or wrong it's kind of the way that it works typically when you think about what's going to be presented to Doug Armstrong in the next week or so uh, what what kinds of opportunities do you think could be out there for Doug Armstrong if he makes some of those picks available yeah I think uh, we all know that this is a deadline league so all the things that he's talked about with teams in the past few months and even weeks maybe even days could come to fruition Uh, in the next week or so before this draft. I I think it's probably going to come closer to the draft. We all know the the plethora of options that he does have available. He could, you know, trade those late first-round picks to get a player who could help him next season. You know, does he think that they can be competitive and the player that's being presented is a guy who can get them over the hump or make them even more competitive? Or does he look at the situation and say, you know, hey, look, let's make these picks and let's continue on with this retool. You know, I think those are probably first and foremost – the wild card in all this is can he make a move involving one of these defensemen? That's what's going to unlock the key to make some sort of uh, bigger push or have some cap room to do something or just change the dynamic of the roster. You know, Unless you're able to move one of those contracts, unless you're able to free up some cap space, I don't know that he can do anything else in terms of adding multiple players to make this a competitive team next year. So if that's not presented then I believe they make the picks. Maybe they trade one of those late first-round guys, uh, first-round picks for a guy who can come in and help them, but I don't think that's going to be a big name or, or anything like that. So still many options on the table. The big key to all this is what happens if he can move one of those defensemen. Jared, do you buy anything into the rumors of Clayton Keller and St. Louis Blues being a match? Elliot Friedman had it yesterday on his podcast. Yeah, you know, that's one that I don't kind of dismiss. I think that uh, he's a player who fits that age range. I think he fits the production. He showed that he could come back from the injury. You know, the whole hometown thing aside, grew up in the area. You know, I don't put too much stock into that when it comes to Doug Armstrong making a move like that. Is the player a fit for this organization? I think he is, not only for now, uh, but also for the foreseeable future. That's something that I think there could be some stock in. And really, that comes down to whether or not the Blues would be willing to move Jordan Cairo in such a deal, right? Because that's the only way that you could make the money work and probably the type of piece that Arizona would be looking for in return. Am I am I kind of reading that one correctly in your mind? It could be. It could be. You know, I think you're probably right. But the one thing I'll say is this, you know, in talking to some people these past few weeks and months, you know, with the whole Matthew Kachuk thing coming up again because he played so well in the playoffs, with Jordan Cairo, even though he had a tremendous season in terms of offense, um, you a lot of question marks about him and his future. You know, I, I talk to people, and, and you go back to that trade with Calgary for Matthew Kachuk that Florida made, and at the time, we kind of thought that Jordan Cairo would probably be part of that. That was going to offset some of the salary that they were going to acquire uh, bringing Matthew Kachuk to St. Louis, and the feeling, the sentiment that I got 
is that they wanted to keep Jordan Kairou. They wanted Thomas, Kachuk, Kairou. They wanted that sort of uh, foundation to build on in the future. So, you know, whereas I agree with you that Kairou could be part of some Clayton Keller package, uh, I do know, truthfully, that uh, they would like Kairou to be part of this, at least they have in the past, and that's the trend that they showed. It makes sense. I, if you can have Jordan Kairou around, I, I would want to have Jordan Kairou. I just don't know if you could make it work money-wise, and maybe that's right. why they end up not being in on the Keller sweepstakes, if that ends up being the case. Hey, JR, we appreciate the time, as always, man. We'll be talking with you again next week when we're just a couple of days at that point away from the NHL draft. Looking forward to that as we get some more of these rumors that are flying around the NHL. Enjoy it. We'll talk with you again soon, my man. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.